Hello boys and girls, we are now on 51. My name is Ian, I'm joined by Mike, uh, and we are here to talk about England, because it's international duty. How fun is that? Yeah. Are you, are you enthralled by this international break, Mike, or are you? Uh, are um, we of the same opinion as before where it's a load of nonsense? I'm, I, I think I'm less enthusiastic about this international break than I was the last international break, and I wasn't really enthusiastic about the last international break. No, no. If I'm being honest. It's, it's quite difficult, isn't it? It's because, I mean, I, the, all, all three of these games are World Cup qualifiers, um, so there is something to play for, um, but in the same breath, it's still the same old boring thing, isn't it? Yep. Like we played San Marino, who we beat 5-0. We've played Albania, who we struggled to a 2-0 against. Um, and then we're going to get beaten by Poland. I think that's all but said and done. Um, I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I just, I just, I can't get excited about it. I'm not being funny. The day that we don't qualify for a World Cup again is the day we have someone like Graham Taylor or someone in in manager uh, in manager in charge of the team. Um, I just uh, it's it's I think it's just a foregone conclusion with us and get into competitions. Do you know what I mean? I think we haven't qualified once, certainly in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just and we always play crap. As well, like your San Marinos and stuff. Like we always get drawn against them. Why don't we ever get a good, a good draw? I think, and I think that's why everyone gets so disinterested from these um, the, the the qualifiers is because we don't get anyone decent. Yeah, all right, we've got we've got Poland, but yeah, they've got it's, it's going to be it's going to be an England Poland one two, isn't it for this for yeah. this group? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's the the bit that gets me though is. Like we played San Marino, who have got less of a population than Canvey Island have, right? Yet we can only beat them 5 0. Yep. Um, granted, it was the best performance ever by a San Marino goalkeeper, made the most saves. Um, he actually played quite well. Um, but the, the key to it is uh, there was only one player making any movement in the squad, and that was Jesse Lingard. And that's why I end up Agreed. with that's why I end up with man of the match. Everyone else just stood still, and it's like, what are you playing at? As soon as like we made a run down the wing, put a ball in across, it was a goal every time. And you're like, as professional footballers, why can't you figure this out? That actually, if you <laughs> did that, you would win like fifty-seven nil, because they've just not got the pace to keep up with it. Um, but it was and just I think that's, that. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. It's, it is really strange. Is, I mean, as in terms of a San Marino fixture, it's always going to be oh, we should be beating these seven, eight nil, and a five nil victory by any stretch of the imagination is a good victory. But yeah. when you look at the the caliber of the fixture, no one's going to be interested in it anyway, unless you're a proper diehard football fan. <clears throat> I mean, I know we've we've watched it, but any any Joe public. Oh, there's a lot of people that would rather watch Australian Love Island than watch England versus San Marino. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, just 100%. not, an, it's not a, a, a lip-smacking fixture. No. Um, and people are complaining that we, we should have done 
We should have got more. I, I personally think we should have done. Um, and I'm only looking at from the calibre of player. Um, hmm. When you look at everyone in that England squad plays in the Premier League. Um, yep. Some are Champions League players. Some have played in World Cups. Um, the the highest position a San Marino plays in, the highest position, the best league that a San Marino player plays in, was the uh, third German league. Or German third league, whatever you want to put around. Don't even know if it's got a name. You know, like that's not that's not the quality of footballer. When you go, oh, actually, you could pay for that whole team to be paid for their footballing wages for the next ten years out of one of your one one week <laughs> yeah. of your pay. You you should be winning more than five nil. Um, there was say some good parts about it though. Jesse Lingard made his return, um, putting the same hard-working performance, tried to make movement, couldn't get past the goalkeeper, had two good chances, both good saves, um, mm-hmm. did, did get an assist. Ollie Watkins, come on, uh, debut goal for him, which was good. Um, I actually think he deserves to start more than someone else who will we'll come on to uh, in the next game. But other than that, it was a pretty decent performance. Um, I mean, Nick Pope, Sorry, pardon me. Nick Pope was in goal, um, has made six appearances now, and he's the only goalkeeper to go six his first six appearances without conceding a goal. And I don't know whether that is because of the quality of the opposition or whether that is because he's played really well. Because when passes were passed to his feet, he looked a bit un, uneasy with, with trying to clear it out and almost gave it away a few times. So hard to say whether he's doing well or whether he's just been put in easy games. We know he's a quality keeper. Um, And then we moved on to Albania. So it's the last game we play outside the UK until at least the quarterfinals of the Euros. Which I don't know. I mean, that was a stat they kept saying about. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I'd hope it was a good thing, but I don't think there's going to be any any, uh, fans in the stadium, so it shouldn't make a difference anyway. Yeah. Um, But yeah. The one thing I did notice, though, about international duty is all the players had to learn the national anthem. Because usually they just mouth it, don't they? You can't hear them singing. Um, there was no, oh, there was yeah. no fans, yeah. so they had to learn the words and sing it. And what I would say is don't give up your footballing jobs because you're definitely not going to make it as singers. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I, I mean that in the most horrible way possible. It made me want to be sick. Um, I'm honest. Just uh, saying. Is it is it like one good one bad, but without your um, your intro? Yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> if anything, That's though. I apologise. If anything, though, I've just shattered the illusion. Of no, no. If anything, though, the 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 one good one bad is actually better than their their attempts at singing the national anthem. It's more in tune, wow. so it, it mean it was it was bad. Um, but Harry Kane in that game scored his first goal since November twenty nineteen. When they were for England, and when they were saying that, I was like, if he hasn't scored and he's the main striker, why is he still in the squad? Over a year without a goal, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be getting called up still. I don't care. Yeah, not exactly tearing up the league anymore, are they? They he scored loads of goals to start off with, but um. Club form, a bit of hit and miss, really. 
Um, and then he was lucky to stay on the pitch, in my opinion. Went for a, threw himself at a ball, went in with two feet, took out two players, and the ref, the ref gave him a booking and a telling off. But I, I think it should be, um, should have been a red. And I think if VAR was a part of international football, then it probably would have been. Who am I to say that? I thought VAR was part of. No, no VAR for for FIFA regulated matches. Um, which does bring me on to something on a, a bit later on about VAR and FIFA and corruption. I've, I've got a theory. I can't say it's true, but I have a theory. Um, but yeah, so we, we beat okay. we built Albania 2 0. Again, hard like we made it a lot harder than it should have been. And I think the main problem with that is there was no movement in the team. They stood in their positions and that was it, passed it about and couldn't break them down. It's like, well, no one's making any runs. Harry Kane sat really deep. I think you're the man in the box, get in the box. When he was in the box, he scored a goal. Um, but yeah, Declan Rice was the BT man of the match for that one. So two West Ham players with man of the match performances. Not that it was much to beat, but... Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that game. I really don't. No, I, I, I think out of the two fixtures, the, the San Marino game was definitely my preferred game mm. out of the two. The second one, um, it was towards the end of it. You were just getting a bit like, oh, come on, yeah, get it over with. I think I think the next game that we've got coming up against Poland, I think that's going to be, or should be <coughs> more of a, an entertaining fixture than those those two fixtures put together but um i did i did see something today about Lewandowski not being within this fixture um i didn't see that it, it, whether it's down to injury or anything like that but to see that he's not going to be in this particular fixture and i think that that's been the thing that swings it i think he's one of the most informed strikers in the world at the moment and he's one of the world's best and i think if he were to be playing then we would struggle. Um, but when they're missing him, they seem a little bit lackluster. So this uh, could be a really boring game. No movement mm. from England, no attacking threat from Poland. And you've got Blakowski, or whatever his name is. Um, I mean, Fabianski's in goal. So I, mean, I, I can see a, a bored nil-nil draw coming on here. I really can. <laughs> another, you know, another West Ham out of the match performance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really can, um, but yeah, it's. I just, I want some. As you said, the seedings for it give you less lesser oppositions, which you can understand why, in a certain extent, because you want as many good quality teams in the final as possible. Yeah. But in the same sense, surely it should be do smaller groups. Um. So you've got a couple of big teams in this. So every now and again, you do get an England Germany in qualifying or an England Spain. Um, I just think it would be more entertaining bringing people into the international setup. Hmm. But VAR was not used, and one player in particular, you may have seen it, made a big fuss about it when he scored a goal for the win against Serbia, and it was it wasn't given. Uh, quite clearly, the lino would have been able to see that it crossed the line. Uh, he didn't want to know about it. Um, and that was Cristiano Ronaldo. Threw his captain's arm yep. bad and was a bit like, well, and people were saying it was disrespectful. I, I don't think it was. I think it was a, a frustration 
with being scoring goals and not being given them. Um, yeah. And that brings me on to why is VAR is used widely across the world now. However, it's not adopted at all um, in any qualifying by FIFA, who are known to be a corrupt organisation. Um, obviously, Seb Blatter was found out to be corrupt. They've sold the last couple of World Cups um, to different countries that shouldn't have had them, human rights issues, da-da-da-da-da, i.e. next one being Qatar, <laughs> where they've used slavery to build the stadiums, and not lots of people have died doing so. Um, is VAR not used in the qualifying so there can be an, an element of match fixing? That is my that is my question to you. Do you think that would be in the realms of possibility? With with FIFA, mate, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't put anything past them. I mean, we pay sixty sixty five quid a year on on a poxy fucking game, and that's fucking robbery as well. <laughs> and the, there's bloody match fixing in that, so you can't tell me there's not match fixing going on across. Um, across the world no it, it's it's a good point it's a, it is a very good point i've i am quite surprised that it's not uh in uh no, that it's not raw, enrolled that was really hard for me to say i don't know why i do apologize <laughs> um yeah I, I don't understand why it's not enrolled throughout every international team because they've all obviously got their their boards and stuff their 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 governing boards and if it's if it is a require or it should be a requirement um for all teams or it should be mandatory for all teams to be rolled out at an international level mm. yeah agree yeah, yeah. Or, or at least play at a venue that can facilitate it yeah so, so if you're i mean at the moment it, it doesn't really matter where you play does it because there's no fans anywhere across the world so they should all be being able to play in stadiums that have got it um but yeah I do think it's a, it's a little bit suspicious for me because there was a number of decisions that I've seen across the last week of different games, not just England, but, but say a wider array of, of international fixtures where there are some real questionable questionable um, decisions being made on the pitch. And it's quite scary, really. And it does make you think, well, yeah. actually, is it all fixed? I'm not saying... Not saying like the players necessarily, but the officials can, can certainly change a game, and, and who knows, some of the players maybe. But I wouldn't like to to speculate on that without any hard evidence. But yeah, the referees, just some of the decisions. I know we have uh, people have bad days in the office, but the, just the sheer number of them were mm. just shocking. It's weird, isn't it? Because on one hand, we're like get. VAR out of the Premier League, <laughs> and now you've got these inconsistencies. Like, oh, maybe VAR's not such a bad thing. It's, it's one I, of the... I know, I know, I know exactly what what you're saying. Though when when it when it works, though, it works well, doesn't it? It's just mm. it, it's applied inconsistently in the Premier League. I mean, the the first time we really saw it was in the Euros, wasn't it? Last last was it the last Euros? No, it was in the women's women's World Cup. Yes, it was in the Women's World Cup. There was a men's tournament as well, though. It might have been. Oh uh, yeah, that was the. Might have been the last the, World Cup. The eighteen. Yeah. World Cup eighteen. Yeah. So we saw it there, and it, that was a season before we came into the Premier League, and everyone's like, "If it works like this, this is going to be fantastic," because it, it worked really well. 
so they have got the facilities to do it. It's just why have they dropped it all of a sudden? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Right, shall we move back on to um, things a little bit closer to home, been as we we've sort of beat down on the the England team and the setup on, on what's and why's and why we don't like it. So coming into the Premier League, what have we got to look forward to, Mike? Uh, on Saturday, we have Arsenal versus Liverpool. Yes. So the Premier League is back. Uh, we're on at 8 o'clock, I believe, in the evening. Very much looking forward to this fixture. This is a bit of rivalry between me and a certain uh, previous colleague of this uh, this this channel. Yep. And uh, I've got I've got a bet on this as well with, with said individual. So it's important to get a win on this one. Um, <clears throat> we also have coming up on Monday night, Wolves versus West Ham. So our teams are back in action. Uh, for me, the international break, I suppose it's, it's good for the, the people that aren't involved because there's, with the, the <coughs> congestion that we've had this year, gives them a chance to kind of rest a little bit. I know they're still involved in training and all sorts of business, but it, 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 is, it is good for, for those players. And I think that we may see some squad rotation in terms of players that have been out on international duty. Uh, obviously, they'll be checked and assessed by where, for when they come back to their clubs. But um, we may see some squad rotation for the next round of fixtures. And um, I reckon some, some potentially high-scoring games this weekend. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think you might be right. I, I'm just concerned that West Ham have had the most players away on international duty ever, I think, in this international break. I think both Sufal Suchek are away, Declan Rice, Jesse Lingard are away, Ben Rama's away. Uh, Bowen looks like, he's not on international duty, but it looks like he might receive a ban for a tweet he sent out when he was 15. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm concerned that we're going to come back and go, oh, actually, we're going to play this really lacklustre squad. And Darren Randolph's going to be in goal. Although I think he's away on international <laughs> duty of Ireland. Not good. Very not good. No. So, Arsenal-Liverpool then. You're at home. Um, I sent, I, I, Did I tag you in a tweet? I definitely retweeted it. I don't know if I tagged you in it. About um, Bailo Gunn, who is out of contract in the summer. Um, and refusing to sign a new Arsenal deal because they won't offer him any decent money from what he's saying. Um, but, absolutely destroying Pablo Mari off the ball and running with it. Why is he not in with a shout at the first team when you're looking for something to, someone to lead from the front with a very lackluster Aubameyang the last couple of weeks? How's he not in with a shout? Well, there's <clears throat> there's a couple of players, as I um, either mentioned it on the last uh, podcast. In fact, it was the last podcast and I said it on my preview as well. There have been some questionable performances from certain individuals, as we mentioned. Um, and there are some players that I, I believe do deserve uh, a shout over other individuals. Uh, Balogun is is one of those players that has been kind of screaming out to be uh, to be played within the first team. I know we do have our our, our high value players such as your Lacazette, Aubameyangs. Um, Lacazette for me, I think, has definitely been the more informed of the strikers yep. this season. But unfortunately, he's one that's not being played as much, uh, or as much as he should be. <clears throat> we we definitely need some other options. Gabriel Martinelli is another player who hasn't really been featured as much this year. I know he is uh, coming back from a long term injury. 
which kept him out of the side for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but even he can't get a run out. And he scored like 11, 10 or 11 goals last season from from his appearances. An outstanding player. In terms of Balogun, I think he is potentially a risk of jeopardising his career. And I say this with the, the deepest respect. Um, in, when you look at the likes of Bakaya Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe signing their new contracts, or sorry, it wasn't Emil Smith-Rowe, um, Bukayo Saka and Gabriel Martinelli, they committed a long-term future to the club on, I, I think, respectable wages for their age range. Yep. Obviously, they just broken into the team um, over the last couple of seasons, whereas Balogun, I think he's only made one or two first-team appearances. I think he has to do the graft. Mm-hmm. Um but I appreciate he can't do the graft until he gets played. So for for me, he's a player who I think needs to um, start within the under-23s, keep going with them. We also have um, or the, the players that are getting older. So uh, Lacazette, I think, is out of contract soon. Uh, Bamiang's not getting any younger. So he may get his opportunity in years to come. It's obviously dependent on if he wants to commit to his sorry, if he wants to commit his future to the club or whether he wants to to go off elsewhere and mm. uh, and, and see if he can get some first team football straight away. There's no one there's no doubting his ability to finish. He's got a lot of strength for his age, um, has got a powerful finish. But I think he's too young and too inexperienced at the moment to be demanding the sorts of wages uh that he may think he deserves. And he, he went it was a little bit schneid um after another 23 game. Well, I think we were going through a bit of a goal drought at the time. And there was a tweet, I think, was directly aimed at Mikel Arteta. And it was just like, yeah, what a, what a finish or or something stupid like that, where he's basically calling, calling the boss out and saying, look, I'm doing this. Why aren't you picking me? So I think there's a level of immaturity about him. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but yeah. that's the way it comes across. But for me, he's got to do the graft and... If he if he continues to work at it, he'll get his opportunity. Do you think it may be worth taking a, a punt on him for the next couple of weeks? And and the the, the way I, I I would pitch this to you is he's out of contract in the summer, so he looks like he doesn't want to sign a new contract unless it's for big money. Um, so mm-hmm. he's either gonna put in loads of effort because he wants to move to the biggest club possible, uh, and the only way he's going to do that is with exposure and good performances. Um, which will, if if that happens, then he may go. Okay, he is worth the money that he's asking for, or he leaves happy days, um, or he does. You do a couple of weeks. He does no worse than what Aubameyang's done in the last couple of weeks, and you go. We, you're not worth the money you're asking for anyway. So we'll offer you a, a lower deal now, or you can walk away and go nowhere. There's yeah, there and there's definitely um, there's definitely calls for change. I do, I do agree. And I think the boss come out and said something for the in terms of Martinelli, basically saying that the reason he's not been getting an opportunity is his fault, as in Mikel Arteta's fault. And I think it's very, it's very hard when the club is demand or the club and the fans are demanding results. And you think with the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette, granted. Lacazette hasn't really been prolific since he's been at the club. He gets goals, but he's not been as prolific as what we would have expected him to be. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> whereas Aubameyang looked like it was hitting a bit of form and has gone a bit quiet again. So there, there should be the time for change. Mm-hmm. Granted, we've we've only got a few more games left of this um, of this season. Yep. But I think what I'm trying to get at is with the position that we're in, I don't think we can afford to make those changes. I mean, it, 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 it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Or it's, it's a double-edged sword. You either don't play him and the fans are getting on you for, for not playing the likes of Martinelli and uh, your Balogans, considering how well some of the youth have done to your Milk Smith Rose, your... Um, Bakaya Sackers, um, then the Kieran Tierney's uh, and Martin Erdegaard, they're they're fairly young, so they either play play these young players and they're brilliant, in which case fantastic, or they play shit. We we start to lose fixtures, and then you go, well, why weren't you playing this player? Why weren't you playing yeah. that player? It's, it is very difficult, and I, and I do understand it. Me personally, like I said, I I get that he's. Um, the Balogun is a, a good striker for his age, but I've, I've we've only seen him, as I said, I think twice, uh, twice, two substitute appearances in the first team, and he's been, he's been good. He's been very strong, but personally, I think we should see him more, possibly in the Premier League or the the Europa League or League Cup. Fixtures. I know we're we're talking about going into next season now, so there is a possibility he might not even be here. But for me, with our league position, I think we need to go with our strongest squad possible. Fair enough, and and that actually leads me quite nicely into my next my next question to you. Being six points off of a guaranteed Europa League place, um, you've come back quite well from where you started off the season. Playing Liverpool, who are currently four points ahead of you, um. Is this a must-win fixture? Yeah, yes and no. Um, personally, I think a league season's over anyway, and I know that's really pessimistic of me to say. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I genuinely don't think that we're going to get any European football next year unless it's through winning either the Europa League or... Uh, sorry, winning the Europa League. That's yeah. the, that's the only way we're going to get into Europe next year, in my personal opinion. And some of the teams that are above us, I think, are are better than us as it stands. We are going through a transition period. It's it's a must-win game in terms of we need to finish as high as possible. And if we get European football, then fantastic. But I think with the way the season's gone. Liverpool, I would say, are marginal favourites, even if we are playing at home. And given that their their current form is pretty hit and miss, mm-hmm. uh, I would still put them as favourites in this particular fixture. But um, for for me, it's a must-win game in terms of trying to get as many points as possible. But at the end of the day, I don't think that the top six or seven will change much between now and the end of the season. If I'm being honest, yeah, no, that's, that's that's fair. So, so that being said, what is your prediction for this fixture? Um, I have gone fairly conservative on this one. As I said, I know um, we are having, or we've had quite a few people out on international duty as well. I, I've, I've gone for a two-two draw. I think we will get goals, but we have seen over the last few weeks that we are prone to concede goals. We haven't kept a clean sheet in eleven games now. I, I will see us conceding, 
I think Liverpool have got a point to prove as well, considering how poorly they've played. I think both teams will go at it, um, but I think it's going to be a draw. 2-2. Well, it, funny you said that is because 2-2 is the result I had in my head as well. Um, and I do think it, it depends on if you go at um, Liverpool yep. or not. If you start like you did against us, then I think they will tear away with it in the first 10 minutes and you won't be able to catch up. Um, however, if you play how you have played this season, it's one of your good days, and you take the game to Liverpool, I think they they are so fragile at the moment that you are going to win. Um, but I, I can see both sides conceding goals. So, yeah, two all for me. But I, I do think it could go 3-2 either way, if I'm totally honest. Um, that moves us on to West Ham, doesn't it? It does indeed. What, two points behind fourth still? So that's a good thing. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect because... I mean, Wolves are out of form, and usually you'd go, oh, I'll take a point from this one. But realistically, we need three points because it is getting closer and closer at the top there. Um, and a few bad results or, or a few draws, um, depending on, on other results around the league, can see you quite considerably drop. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit concerned, especially, as I said, with the amount of players we've got out on international duty. Um, Wolves have been a different team this year. Um, Traore hasn't hit the heights that he did last year um, and I think maybe they're uh, not uh, or regretting is the word I'm looking for not selling for the big money that they were offered in the summer um, or January last year because they say he really hasn't performed this year uh, I don't know whether that's because real Jimenez is out who is a real um, he's, a, he's a hit man isn't he in front of goal um, yeah, yeah. and leads, leads that wolf team from the front and since he's since David Luiz headbutted him into next year, um, <laughs> he's 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 been out. Um, so I'm looking. I'm uh, in our current form. I'm quite looking forward to the fixture. I'm just apprehensive that it comes so close to the the return after an international break, um, and and worrying what players might come back and go. Oh, I've now got COVID, so I can't play. Uh, that's the bit that's concerning. Um, but I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go 3 1 to West Ham. Go on your eyes. I'm a little bit nervous. A little bit nervous, yeah. But 3 1, I think, is something we can do. Just just for the purposes of this conversation. You hit the same. I was already. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Are we away as well? We're away, yes. We're not. It makes any difference. No, um, in just just for the purposes then of making things a little bit spicy, I will change my my score just because um, obviously we need to get some points on the board. Uh, so I will go. F- I will go for a two-one win to West Ham on that one. Uh, I still think that you will win. Obviously, as you said, Wolves have had a pretty hit and miss season this year. Uh, there are some significant injuries, as you've just mentioned, so there's not really much more to say. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think just just for spicing it up a bit in terms of the correct score, I will go for two one. And it's quite on, it's quite odd, isn't it? Because we both come up with the same score lines uh, and a similar view on it. Considering we don't hmm. discuss these beforehand and go, this is what I think might happen. We just go straight into it, and it's just say a, 
the unknown, I suppose, but we, we still come out with the same result. Um, have we yep. got anything else to add this week in terms of what's gone on in football? Um, I actually don't. Um, I think it's 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 a difficult time with the international breaks as we we have always seemed to struggle with with trying to keep um, content going and trying to keep up with everything that's going on. And there's a lot of fixtures going on during this time. It's it's very difficult to to keep up with everything. However, um, <clears throat> to be honest, we've got we've got one more game and we against against Poland. Um, I'm sure things will get more exciting during the summer once the uh, the Euros kick off. Yeah, but as as it stands at the moment, international breaks suck. <laughs> bring on the Premier League. This is true. This is true. Um, the one thing I, I did want to bring up very quickly was that I mentioned Jared Bowen possibly facing uh, punishment for a tweet he sent when he was 15 years old. Um, it used a naughty word to describe people of colour. Um, it was part of a hashtag on Twitter. Um, and it, it, it's one of those, although I don't condone that sort of thing, um, should you be punished for mistakes that you made at 15 years old in your current job? I'm sure if uh, lots of people, their uh, their employers found out about things they got up to when they were, were 15 and things they said and did, they would probably be in quite a bit of trouble. So it, it's, it's, it's one of those, as much as I don't condone it, I, I feel like you've got to give people the opportunities to learn and grow, which he has done because it's not something he's done recently. Um, and it's not something he's done again. Uh, but with the current climate of council culture, um, I, I feel like it's going to be, the, or the FA are going to be pressurised into giving him some sort of big ban. But Cavani didn't get something, did he? I think he got a, a slap on the wrist and a telling off. Here's one, so hopefully it's in the same line of inquiry as to naughty, naughty, go on this course, don't do it again. Um, I see, I've, yeah, I've, I've, just to just to kind of elaborate on that, I, it is obviously something that we are quite passionate about in terms of kick it out and stuff like that. It's something we have mentioned about on previous episodes, and we do fully support that. But I think I, I say I say the word, but not that again that i'm condoning that but it's, it's very difficult for i think a player to be retrospectively punished for something that as you mentioned you did you, you can't go back and tell yourself oh don't do that because it's just impossible yeah well it's, it's one of those things it was in it wasn't used in a sentence it was used in a hashtag at the end of a post um and i, I imagine if you was to go go back and try and find that hashtag it's probably got millions and millions of uses through something that was going on at that time, which was appropriate, mm -hmm. it wasn't just one word. It was in it within a within a, a short phrase. Um, and again, as I said, I don't condone use of language like that. But has he has he learned from it? Has he grown as a person since then? I would have to say yes. When you look at the rest of his social media stuff, it's not it's not repeated behaviour. It's not something that was aimed at somebody. It was just used in a in a hashtag, so it's it's a difficult one for me. It, I, I do think someone should have a word and go, "You soppy bastard! What did you do that for?" Um, but like, does he really deserve to have like a five game ban? Some people have said, "Oh, he should be banned for the rest of the season," and 
he hasn't he hasn't done an Eric Cantona and kick someone, has he? Like in the crowd, mm. it's where on that where on that does it go? Well, he was fifteen, so if you look at it in 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 line with um, actual criminal offences, I don't think he can be charged for it. Or if he would, he'd be charged as a child, which would be a slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. But I'm sure FIFA will come come forward with some unjust and unquantified punishment that they've just made up because that's what sounds right for this one. As, again, it just goes back to the whole consistency thing. Obviously, we don't know what the judgment's going to be as it stands at the moment. Um, I suppose it would be something down to the, the football governing board to, to kind of take into consideration, obviously, his age. Um, but... <clears throat> Yes, just one of those ones that we have to wait and see. Yeah. I would assume that for for any professional professional footballer now, they do have teams that deal with that sort of thing um, in terms of social media teams and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. that does actually bring me on to something that um, I did want to mention but completely forgot about Go when Spurs got eliminated from the <laughs> League. Job done. That's it. <laughs> That absolutely made me die. I was so happy reading it. I That's like it, apology. Um, Yeah. Well done, Salmon. Yeah. As, so that's, 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 that's probably the best part of his career, wasn't it? Matt and give me the ball. <laughs> I guess I guess he assumed that, that they were going through even, even with that result. Mm. Naughty, naughty. Banana skin. Banana skin. I bet right. I got sacked. <laughs> right let's leave it here we will have some match previews in the next few days i hope um obviously with the upcoming games so keep your eyes out for that make sure you have liked this video and are subscribed on youtube um thank you for listening my name has been ian i've been mike uh, we are fttv fdt tv i will get it right one day all the way through an episode and we will see you next week no, so thanks very much, guys.